Oh, there we go. All right. Y'all had a good week? Yeah? <laughs> I heard some, yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I had a good week. It was my dad's birthday, actually, on Monday, last Monday. So we went to the keg. We got some good food for his birthday. And that, that was Halloween, so he's a Halloween baby. But uh, he's not really into trick-or-treating. <laughs> so, But yeah, okay, so I'm going to talk about... Well, first of all, a couple weeks ago, I went to sleep, and I was dreaming. I wake up, and then I hear a, a loud voice in my head. And this voice said, are you, are you ready to go deeper? And I said, ah, I, that means more sacrifice. <laughs> and I'm just, I'm just being honest. Like, whenever we get those opportunities from the Lord, there's always something we have to exchange. You know, when we say, Lord, I give you my heart, I give you my soul. I, I know that when I sing that personally, I know that I'm realizing, God, like, I want to give you everything I've got. I know there are, that there are certain compartments that I have to give up as well. So it's a process, right? So at the same time, it's excited, though, when the Holy Spirit is saying, are you ready to go deeper? Because when your pastors go deeper, the flock can go deeper, too. So it's a good opportunity. Yeah, I've been just praying and praying. Uh, this special prayer that I heard from a pastor, and it's, what is the will of God for my life? And thank you for leading me through it. I, I promise you, if you pray that prayer, no matter where you are in life, all of a sudden new pathways will open up for you, doors will open, some doors will close, and you'll get new invitations from God to learn more about him, about yourself. And it's just a wonderful journey. It's just a great journey. But how do we, how do we get more of that, that revelation from God? I'm really into just God sharing his secrets. And he's been teaching me about many different things. Plant medicine, engaging angels, the power of tongues, frequencies, and what his word does to a person. But how do we posture ourselves in order to receive more revelation from God? And let me share that with you. It's we will utilize his word. And that is the, t- the title for this sermon that I wrote. And the word of God, it does many things for you. It has a lot of utility. It is eternal in the heavens. It will not return void. It frames the will of God. The word of God also dispatches angels when you proclaim it. It brings light to the darkness. It's a lamp into our feet and a light into our path. And when you secure God's word, it secures blessings when you are proclaiming it. It's also a weapon of our warfare and much, much more. God is always speaking. Amen? So I'm going to just read from Proverbs chapter 4 verses 20 to 27. That's my main passage. So verse 20. My son, pay attention to what I say. Turn your ear to my words. Do not let them out of your sight. Keep them within your heart. I see we have a, I love that translation. It's all good. For they are life to those who find them and health to one's whole body. Guard your heart above all else for it is the source of life. Don't let your mouth speak dishonestly, and don't let your lips talk deviously. 
Let your eyes look forward. Fix your gaze straight ahead. Carefully consider <laughs> the path for your feet, and all your ways will be established. And lastly, don't turn to the right or to the left. Keep your feet away from evil. All right, so I'm going to unpack that for you guys. So, yeah, how do we read the Word of God? Because like I said before, it has so much utility. It has so much life to give. But sometimes we can make the mistake of reading the Bible like a textbook, right? But just as we read, starting in in verse 20, the main part is give attention to my words. That's what God is saying. Secondly, incline your ear to my sayings. Third, do not let them depart from your eyes and keep them in the midst of your heart. So attention, attention. Give it your total undivided attention. That's what God is saying in Proverbs 20. Shut yourself off from all other voices, other influences when you read the word because it is God Almighty who is speaking to you. It's like, you know, when when you're at school and then class is in session, you know, it's time to learn. You know, when the teacher is speaking, you're not going to pull out your phone and start texting people and like going on Snapchat and Instagram. You're not going to, that's disrespectful. You're not going to do that. (laughs) At least you shouldn't. In college, you, you can get away with that because it's all about the grades. It's all about doing the tests and the assignments and that's about it, right? Anyway, so I get dreams of being in class and that happens from time to time, and I know that God is speaking to me in that manner, and it's quite literally saying, I'm giving you a test. And sometimes the things will look very familiar. Sometimes the stuff on the test will look like Chinese hieroglyphics, like totally unfamiliar. It's like, oh my goodness, I did not study for this. So I know what God is saying to me. He's saying, like, you got to pay attention more because you're missing out on what I'm trying to teach you. And I, I'm, willing, I'm willing to admit that because you know, I'm, I'm on a journey just like you all. I'm learning and sometimes we miss it. But God is so faithful you know, to give us more, more chances. So secondly, in verse 21, incline your ear. So how do we do that when we're reading the word? It's an attitude of humility. You know, we, we got to say to God, God, you're the teacher. You're my sensei. I'm the student. You know, this reminds me of the Karate Kid. Who has seen the Karate Kid? Yeah, yeah. And now, like, the next generation is, like, Cobra Kai. Um, I've seen some of that. It's pretty good, actually. Anyway, so whenever there's a karate lesson in the dojo, you know, you would first bow to your sensei before, before even starting off, before the lesson commences, you you bow to each other. And that's a symbolize of humility and respect. And it shows that you are inclining yourself to be attentive, to to also display it's, you're showing a difference in knowledge and mastery of the sport. In the same way, when we read God's word, you know, we have to posture ourselves in the same way. Like you don't have to bow. (laughs) You, You can just say, God, you, your ways are higher than mine. Whatever I'm going to read now, just reveal whatever you want me to know in this moment, in Jesus' name. And just, just as simple as that, you know, it's, it's a relationship. It, it's, uh, it's not complicated, is what I'm trying to say. So read the word with an open mind. 
when you read, don't think, well, okay, Pastor Isaiah or Pastor Andrew, he said, they said that this message means this, and that means there's nothing more I can, I can learn from this passage. No, that's, that's not the case. When you read the word, there's different things that God can reveal in the same passage. Like, of course, God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. But when you read something, there's different levels of revelation. There's different things that you can glean when you steep, when you really just soak into God's word. Because God, he can speak to his word and use his word with his own parameters, you know, not with our perception. We have to break off our perception sometimes to read with new eyes. So we've got to be attentive and incline your ear. Okay, so next, do not let them depart from your eyes. Do not let the word of God depart from your eyes. So what does that mean? Focus, focus on the word of God. Don't let any influence turn you away when you're reading the word. Don't get distracted. You know, when you're in the dojo, when you're studying under Mr. Miyagi or whoever, they might smack you across the head when you're like not getting it or not paying attention or falling asleep during his meditation in the dojo. But thankfully, in God's dojo, when you're in the secret place, God will give you, he'll give you a gentle nudge. He'll say, are you ready to listen? Are you ready? You know. In fact, good teaching from God, he will use both sensory. Like when you, when you learn in school, you can learn like with, your, with auditory or like visual. But when you combine multiple, you, you're going to be learning so much more effectively. And I, I'm a visual learner personally. So when I'm in school, I, I love it when there's videos because it gives me a break from that monotone teacher just like yapping away. It's like, ah, oh, I need something fresh, you know? But God keeps his word fresh. He doesn't just whisper. Like he can, he can bring it up a little bit too if he, if he wants. You have to be open to that. You have to be willing to get rid of your perceptions, your notions of how God speaks because he can speak through many different ways. So yeah, don't let his word depart from your eyes. You need to focus on things above, keeping his word, not just like in the Old Testament where, where they kept the word on the, the doorposts or on the walls. You know, we keep the word on the, do the doormat sometimes and then other places. But I, I also think to keep your eye on the word, it's also your inner eye. Whenever you are allowing the word um, in your heart, you're going to be seeing what God is showing you. Like I said before, God teaches with multiple sensory. He'll show you different things in your head. And fourthly, keep his word in the midst of your heart. How do we do that? Well, we, we actually, we can memorize the word of God. That's one way to do it. That's probably the best way. Just like when you're in the dojo, I keep going back to the dojo, <laughs> and you're learning the fighting moves, you're learning like the punching and the kicking and stuff, and that you just do like 100 punches, 100 kicks, 100 takedowns, and eventually, what happens? It becomes instinctual, it becomes instinct in the heat of a real battle. It's ready to come out, you know? If, if only it could be like in the Matrix, where you're jacked in, and then it's like, I know Kung Fu now. <laughs> if only, right? But let me tell you, the Word of God, it's not just for self-defense but it's to take back ground 
for the kingdom of God. The whole point of reading the word of God, it, like I said before, you got to let it, let it seep down into your heart, which is the very center of the human personality. It's the center of your existence. I always, I love to think of, I'm a visual guy, so, you know, when you're, when you're engaging the word of God, who, who likes cookies and milk? Ah, oh, yes, all the kids do. <laughs> uh, me included. But when you're engaging God's word and reading it, if you read it at face value, you know, that's just simply like dipping the cookie in the milk and eating it. Like, it's, it's good, but at the same time, there's, there's more. I like to think of, you know, your, your heart as a warm glass of water, and then God's word is like a tea bag, and you can get a little bit of Timothy in there, a little bit of like Jonah or whatever you want, and let that steep inside. But you, you don't just dip the tea bag like two seconds and toss it away, right? You really have to like saturate your being. Let the word of God wrap around you. Let it change you from the inside out. Just having a little bit of Wi-Fi fun. <laughs> okay, so another reason and another way we can utilize the Word of God is going back to Proverbs 4, verse 23, actually. Above all else, guard your heart with diligence, for everything you do flows from your heart. Literally, Everything, what is inside your heart dictates the course of your life. That's something, actually, and, and something to take note of is the next passage. Keep your mouth free from perversity. Do not let your mouth speak dishonestly, and don't let your lips talk deviously. It's very, I, I've just found that, it really jumped out at me. When you guard your heart, you also have to be careful what you say. Because in the book of James, it talks about how your lips can actually cause destruction for your body. Got to be careful. Got to be careful what comes in and out, right? Thankfully, we can utilize the word to our advantage so that our body shall not be, you know, corrupted, but you can heal your body. Like the word is like honey on my lips and it's refreshing for the soul. Through proclamations. I, I, I love proclamations. Proclaiming the word of God, it does so much for you. Uh, I'm going to get into that a little bit later, but let's talk about how utilizing the word of God gives victory over sin, and then we can talk about some proclamations. So yeah, it can bring, the word of God can bring victory over sin. As we were singing, I'm going to sing a victory. I, I love that song. Um, it's just so true. In, in Psalm Chapter 119, verse 11. David says to the Lord, your word I've hidden, I've treasured, I've, I've built it up in my heart that I may not sin against you. I love how David, he is so honest about his journey, about him struggling with his enemies, wrestling with just the fact that he was being chased and you know he, people wanted to kill him. So he was crying out to God and saying, how do I not hold a grudge against them? How do I not, you know, just walk away from it all? We got to think about how, how real this man was and how, how much he poured out his heart to God. How, do I how does a young man stay pure? Because he didn't become king until he was 30. So 
a lot can happen before then. So when you store up, like David says, the word, when you treasure it in your heart, it will help you not sin against God. Now, does this actually work? What do you guys think? Absolutely it does. Of course it does. At the end of the day, you are powerful to choose. You know, whether you run away and flee from the devil or, you know, give in. Give in to the signposts that the the devil is saying, I'll give you success. I'll give you fame. I'll give you fortune. You know, but all, all those different signposts lead to an unsatisfied soul, ultimately. And uh, David goes on, um, Psalm 17, verse 4, it says, with regard to the works of man, by the word of your lips, I have avoided the ways of the violent, another translation says, or the ways of the destroyer, which is actually the devil. So, yeah, how can a man, a young man or a young person, or anybody for that matter, young and old, stay on the path of purity? It's by living according to the word. You know, I heard a pastor say once about Psalm 119, either God's word, it will keep you from sin, or sin may keep you from God's word. Ever thought about that? If, if sin is continually pushing you away from God's word, you need to check yourself you know, before you wreck yourself. <laughs> because God's word, it doesn't, it doesn't only give you victory over sin, but victory over Satan ultimately. Because Satan wants to give you temptation. He wants you to suffer. He wants to steal, kill, and destroy. But God, he wants you to remain righteous, steadfast in the word, holy, blameless before the king of kings. And when we, when we want to fight against those powers, those principalities, those lesser spirits, those demons. Thankfully, when God, you know, when you're born, he, he actually gives you the sword of the spirit. He gives you a way to protect yourself and to fight back and to actually make a difference in this world. In, in Ephesians 6, you know, we, we are in a spiritual war, not fighting persons with actual physical bodies, but spiritual beings, and, and spiritual forces. And to fight those spiritual forces, you know, whether that's depression or anxiety or like some sicknesses, some, some of that is spiritual, some of that's physical. But I'm talking about the spiritual things. To fight back, you need spiritual weapons. I'm not going to talk about the full armor of God, but I do want to touch a little bit on uh, the helmet of salvation. It is so, so important to protect your mind because, yeah, sometimes despite even being a pastor or being filled with the Spirit or people being saved, despite, you know, having Christ, sometimes you can have struggles in your mind. There's there's a battle in your mind. That's where the battle takes place. That's where, you know, you can get temptation. You can get those thoughts in your head. It's like, oh, why, why am I thinking this way? Like, this is, this is not like me. I thought I overcame that. But, you know, sometimes when you overcome something, um, more, more forces will come and try and, like, make sure, hey, is this guy legit? <laughs> so to be legit, you got to keep that helmet on, the helmet of salvation. In Joel 2, 32, it shall come to pass that whoever shall call 
upon the name of the Lord shall be delivered. So if you are struggling with some of those things in your mind, with depression, anxiety, you know, thoughts racing through your mind, call upon the name of the Lord. Say, God, I will put my trust in you. You are my rock. You are my fortress, my God in whom I trust. When you, when you proclaim those things, amazing things will happen. So when, when Paul is saying, take up the sword of the Spirit, which is the word, the word of God, that's the weapon of attack against Satan and his army. And the Greek word for word, there's two of them actually. There's logos, which means the total word of God, reason, principle, word. And there's the rhema word of God, which is the, the actual spoken word of the spirit of God. So, so when Paul is saying, take up the sword, which is the word, he's saying, take up the sword of the spirit, which is the rhema word of God. So what does that mean? Well, it, it doesn't just mean, okay, so people think the Bible is the, the sword of the spirit, right? But it's not going to do anything for you if you just keep it on your nightstand, you know, it's not going to do anything. You have to actually read it. You have to proclaim it over your life, over your health, your wealth, your finances, your ministry, your family, everything. The, the earth, you can't just leave that book closed and expect it to ward off spiritual forces, <laughs> like some kind of talisman or whatever. But Jesus, when he was tempted in the desert, when he was led by the Holy Spirit into the desert, Satan came to tempt Jesus Christ. And I loved, I love this. It's the perfect example of how we are meant to fight back those spiritual forces. And what did Jesus respond each time? He said three words, it is written. And that was the key. That was the key to victory. And the, the key to victory, Revelation, in Revelation chapter 12, 11, it says, they, the ecclesia of God, the people of God. They overcame Satan by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. It's so powerful. I, I, love, I love how he's saying, this is my testimony. It's, it's, uh, it's really cool how, you know, it's like you, you write the sermon and then you, you see the set list after you write the sermon. It's like, oh, it's the same thing. <laughs> it's amazing how God works like that. So, when I was a kid, actually, I, I had a hard time understanding what, what does that mean? The people, the Christians, they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of the testimony, those two things. So Jesus paid it all, right? He, he did everything he, he, he had to do. So we know that the rest is kind of in our court, that the ball is in our court to really overcome. And we overcome by the word of our testimony. When I was a kid, I thought, well, I don't really have a fun testimony. I don't really have an impactful testimony. And that, that, is, that definitely is one version of what that verse is talking about. What is my testimony? There's two things. Your life story, when you share it to people, it will build up their faith because of how you overcame or how you went through this struggle, you went through this journey, and then God called you back, right? It's, everybody has a beautiful testimony. Everybody. But by the word, the, the rhema word of the testimony is how we overcome. So when we overcome Satan, it's when we testify. 
when we use that testimony, we're testifying the rhema word of God into personal prayers of what God is saying in scriptures. You know, it's, I, love, I love the book of Psalms. It has a lot of different just proclamations. That's how, kind of, that's how I view the, the poems, the, the beautiful poetry in Psalms and Proverbs. When you proclaim those things, I, I feel like I, I can relate with David. Like, wow, like, I have these struggles too. I feel like life's going to fall apart sometimes. And then when you, when you proclaim those things, I have strength in my bones. I forget what, what, what verse that's from, but it's like when I confess, when I confess my sin unto God, my, my strength returns, my bones are strengthened, and, I, and my, my eyes are renewed. Like when you proclaim those things, it's, it is powerful, very powerful. A lot of people, they don't understand why am I suffering in life? Why am I unhappy? You know, nothing, I can't catch a break. Like things at work aren't going so well or I just can't seem to make, make this friend, uh, I don't know, take my side in this, in this situation, whatever it may be. But we have to proclaim the word of God. When you cultivate his teachings in your heart, when you're attentive, when you're listening, when you're turning your ears, you know, when you're just fearing the Lord as you read. Things will bubble up inside of you. You're going to be ready. Like when you're in the dojo and you're doing the the 100 kicks a day, 100 punches a day, it's going to be just so natural. When you come into a situation in life and you're going to say, like, I am free from the law of sin and death, or or, I am a child of God, I am a new creation, it is finished. So when, when you proclaim those things in those situations where you are in temptation, God will always give you a way out. He will always give you uh, a path. And yeah, when, when we proclaim the word of God, it, it's, we just can't help it. We can't help just the feelings of joy and peace and love. Even when we're praising and worshiping today, I felt something amazing. Like it's, it's almost like a different anointing every Sunday. It's, it's amazing how God will come afresh on us and I, I, I can really tell when you, when you walk into a church, you can tell if they're really on fire for God, if they have the fear of the Lord, if they're actually reading the word and letting the word saturate their being, if, they're, if they have the word written on their heart, then you can feel the fervor of, of their, their praise. It's not, just, it's not just emotion. It's not just going through the motions, but it's proclaiming what you actually believe. When you worship in faith, and in spirit and in truth, that's another weapon of our warfare, putting on the garments of praise. So proclaiming the word of God, this is, it's amazing. That's a great way to utilize God's word. On my way to work, I'm always, it's like a 10 minute drive, so I have plenty of time to, to pray and just to, to center myself. But I, I always, I'll, I'll read out to you what I pray, a little bit of what I pray. Um, he is my rock and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. And because I love the Lord, he promises that he will rescue me. You will rescue me in times of trouble. God, with your mighty right hand, you will deliver me from the works, the plans, the schemes, and the traps set by the enemy. And then I, I, I'll pray. I'll, I'll share a little more. I'll, I'll be a little vulnerable. And then I'll pray. I come against any curses spoken from demonic tongues spoken over my life or spoken by any person against me with ill intent. 
and I nullify that power by the blood of Jesus. And I loosen the angels of heaven to impart strength and love over my team today, over the workforce. I, re- I just pray that the hand of God would be over VG Meets, because that's where I work. <laughs> just when I pray those things, I can feel something even flowing, even now, because I know, I know with faith the power of those words, because I've witnessed I've witnessed, oh my goodness, like my team lead is, is nice to me today. Like what's, what, what's with that, you know? Or, or the boss like wants to give me a raise or, you know, things are just going so smoothly that the machine's not jamming as much as it usually does. Just everything is going great. But yeah, those are some of the prayers that I pray. And that's how you use the word of God in an offensive way. You, you gotta take back what's been stolen, you have to take back ground from the enemy. Because if you, if you don't pray, if you don't read the word of God over your life, if you don't apply it practically and personally over your life, you're going to be tossed around by, by that roaring lion that is just looking, looking for you in the grass, right? And that's the devil. Recently, I've been reading a book called Prayers and Decrees, that activate angel armies. It's by, by Tim Sheets. And ever, ever since I started reading that, um, I've been having more angelic encounters. It's definitely increased. And I just, something's changing. In, in, the, in the time of Acts, angelic activity, it was so common where, you know, people, there's that passage where they, they thought it was Paul's angel when Paul was in jail, when they opened the door. You know, they thought it was literally the angel because there's, there's angels taking bodily form all the time. It was just so common. And I, I know that the Holy Spirit wants to bring that back in a way that makes sense. I felt angels around me helping me sleep at night. Like, they, they are ministers to, to you. They love you. Like, they are assigned to you. They love um, just their assignments. They love carrying out their assignments. And you entertain the angels when you actually do the things that you need to do for the day at hand. In Psalm 103, verse 20, it says, Bless the Lord, ye his angels, that excel in strength, that do his commandments, hearkening unto the voice of his word. So what, is that, what does that mean? So in other words, when you speak out the rhema word of God, angels will hearken. They will come. They, they will listen. A lot of them, just think of how many angels there are in heaven, and they're just like waiting, like, oh, I want to be like called down by God's people. Like, they got to call me. Somebody pray for peace. Somebody pray for joy. Somebody pray for like a healing. Somebody pray. And as we do, the angels, they listen. They hearken. It excites them. They rush. They rush to the sons of the Father. Because when we proclaim God's word, you sound like your Father. So they will, they will attend to you because they hear God's voice through you. You're like a glove for the God, for the hand of God. Just like in Gideon, in, when Gideon was, uh, you know, he, before he gathered his 300, he's in the wine press. And that angel of the Lord appears before him, and it scares the tar out of him. It terrifies him. He's just freaked out. And the angel says, like, don't be afraid. 
for you are like a mighty warrior. He calls Gideon a mighty warrior, even though Gideon came from the lowest ranking tribe and he, he was the lowest in his family. God calls the lowest of the low. He calls everybody. No matter where you are, you have a plan. He has a, a beautiful plan to prosper you, to give you satisfaction. God can satisfy your soul if you let him. Just say, God, I partner with you. Satisfy my soul today. Like, I, lo- I love praying that. I love this, this verse in the Bible in Psalms. God, give me happiness, for I give myself to you. That's in the New, new Living Translation. Just so, just practical things, right? When you're proclaiming, like, I am free from the law of sin and, of sin and death. I've, I've literally seen, I've shared this before, but I've, I've literally seen at night my angels watching outside my window. I've seen them on guard, and they're looking. They're, they're keeping watch. They're, they're camping out just in case. They're, they're protecting God's children because they, it's their job. <laughs> and they love to carry out the plans of God. So when you proclaim it is finished, or I am free from the law of sin and death. I, I, I saw my angel, he brandished his sword, and I saw like light beaming from the sword, and he just, he just whipped out a slash, and I heard something, I felt something, and it was just, you know, angels putting, pushing back the darkness. They're working with you in the secret while we are unaware. We're unaware for now, but you have an innate ability to see. In the book of Job, chapter 22, verse 28, it says, decree a thing and it shall be established. Why? Well, that's because the power of the spoken word creates. When God says, let there be light, there was light. You know, when he filled the earth with the waters, the waters came. There's the concept of loosening and binding in heaven. Whatever you bind in heaven it is bound on earth. Whatever you loose in heaven, it's loosed on earth. So you could say to release the, the angels. Because Jesus said that he can unleash a legion of angels anytime. And he had relationship with some of them. We, so we can say we decree angels who connect us to people, places, circumstances, events, to our purpose be loosed in Jesus' name. Or we decree miraculous outcomes are in season. Angels are circling to ugly situations and turning them to lovely. Just decreeing those things because your words are powerful. So powerful. Well, I just want to encourage you guys and, uh, and say, like, it is such a, a blessing to be here. And let me, let me just pray. And I want to call up the worship team, too, as we pray together. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, thank you so much for how when we utilize the Word of God, it, it secures promises. It activates angel armies. When we attune our ears and our eyes and focus on what you have to say, I thank you, Lord, that your Word, it's built up like treasure in our hearts. And then we can avoid sin then we can get to the next level in our relationship with you. Because Lord, your plans for us are so, so good. You're, you're such a good, good father. And we love you, Lord. So God, whatever, whatever is happening in our families, 
whatever is happening at work, anything that needs to be moved, any mountains that need to be moved, may they be moved in the name of Jesus. I just, I proclaim that angel armies are being released upon everybody at Hope for Today Church to help minister to each individual, each, each family member, um, people who struggle with different sins, with depression, or just uh, lying, gossiping, slander, whatever that may be. We just come against that right now. In Jesus' name, we proclaim freedom in this house, in the house of the Lord. There is freedom, there is joy, there is self-control, there is gentleness, faithfulness. Thank you, Lord, for, for your perfect shalom. Thank you for the revelation that's being brought forth unto the people today. Thank you that you're bringing new, uh, new frequencies, new colors, new uh, just uh, situations where we're going to be walking into in life. God, we say that we love you. And may we make more time for you, God. Thank you that the reward is greater than the you were praying or just speaking to me, God. You were speaking to me two weeks ago saying, do you want to go deeper? So God, I, I want to just, in front of this con congregation, I want to say, I do want to go deeper. I want to, I want to take on this new challenge so that I can be able to minister better to the youth group, so that I can, that, that I can be a better minister, a better pastor. God, I pray that uh, you would bless Pastor Andrew as well. Thank you that you are strengthening him in your word. You're washing him daily. You are just taking us on the journey of sanctification, the whole body, from ascending from glory to glory. And we will see more miracles. We will see more signs and wonders. We will be able to confidently say, when we come before you, we will say, God, I did all that you wanted me to do. I, I accomplished everything on my destiny scroll, on the scroll that was deposited, everything that was in the book written about ourselves before we were sent to this earth. We will confidently say we accomplished those tasks. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. So God, I will pray this prayer that you've taught me. What is the will of God for Hope for Today Church? And thank you for leading us through it in Jesus' name. Amen. So we can, we're, we're just going to worship for now. And if you guys need any prayer, I'm going to be around here. I'm going to be available. And yeah, the, the presence of God is here. Healing's available. Chains can be broken if you believe. And I believe. I believe. So let's let's worship. <laughs>